Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I am your host, K. Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. And once again, we're back for the fourth show. Very excited about what's going on. We had the week off last week as they didn't race in the Sprint Cup Series or over in the Nationwide. And today, we've got a big show because we're going back to the East Coast, uh, short track, and it's Bristol, Tennessee. It's going to be a great show. I'm really looking forward to it. We we are coming off a big win out in Las Vegas, uh, feeling like we're starting to click on what's going on in NASCAR this year, and it's going to be a really, really good show. So we'll get into the uh, Las Vegas Rewind, of course. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about the point standings and where they're at now. Uh, you know, we still won't really talk too much about point standings at this point in the season. It's so young, uh, but it is it is shaping up to be a very competitive year because of the way they've changed the point systems, uh, the way they, they, they changed the point system. So I'll talk a little bit about that in the second segment. And then, of course, Bristol, Tennessee. And uh, Bristol, just like it is every year, it's going to be one of those races where uh, anything can happen because these guys get tangled up on these short tracks, and it's just a wild race. That's what happens when we when we race out in Bristol. Uh, just like just like what they do when they're in Darlington or, or um, you know some of the other short tracks, not so much Richmond, uh, Martinsville, not so much. But uh, really, you you get in Darlington, which was one of the original super speedways. Of course, they ran trucks there last weekend, and uh, you know we'll talk a little bit about these tracks, and uh, we'll get into that uh, when we get into the final segment of the show when we're talking about Bristol. Uh, but for now, you know, this is NASCAR Weekly. Uh, it's nothing but NASCAR. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the point standings in Nationwide today. We'll talk about the upcoming races there, uh, along with the uh, Camping World Truck Series. So you're going to get a little bit of taste of everything today. I'm super excited about it. Uh, just, again, want to thank R.J. Bell for the platform and getting the show out to the forum. Uh, I couldn't do it without him. And then, of course, uh, Dan Beebe, who's, who's instrumental in helping me get this show produced. Uh, and, you know, I want to thank all those guys again. It's, it's really uh, – Seems to be picking up in the forums. Had a lot of good feedback. I really appreciate everybody's feedback coming into the forum, uh, into my threads each and every week to uh, inform me that they, they've listened to the show, they like the show. Again, I am open up for suggestions, uh, questions. I'm here. I want to answer your questions. I want to get you ready to win betting on NASCAR. That is the objective of the show. It's not just uh, it's not just K Sig Sheeler's show. I mean, this is your show. Uh, the listeners, betters here at pregame.com. We want to make you the most informed betters on the web so that you can win betting on NASCAR each and every week. 
I will talk a little bit about uh, some betting strategies this week on the show, uh, and I think it's going to be valuable to each and every one of you. But again, uh, this is K Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to the show. Again, this is NASCAR Weekly here at pregame.com, and I am your host, K Sig Sheeler. Uh, Las Vegas Rewind, that's what this segment's all about. Of course, uh, you know, it was a very important race for us. We we won. We won on the win. We won on our head-to-heads. And, uh, you know, we really needed that. We, we'd gotten banged up out in Phoenix, and we really needed to turn things around in Las Vegas, and that's what we did. But uh, what happened, uh, the, the basically the weekend kicked off with the Samstown 300, the nationwide race, and Mark Martin drove to victory for the uh, Samstown 300 Nationwide Series race. Uh, Justin Algar came in second. Brad Kaslowski third. Danica Patrick had a really good run out in Las Vegas. Uh, it was a historical event for women, and she finished fourth. Trevor Bain finished fifth. So your Daytona winner was up there for the Nationwide Series race. Carl Edwards sixth. Denny Hamlin, 7th, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 8th. Basically, that's kind of what happened, and then Jason Leffler and Kenny Wallace rounded out the top 10. So that's how things went in the Nationwide Series. And then, of course, on Sunday, it looked like it was going to be nothing but Tony Stewart. I mean, Tony Stewart really dominated the race. Um, It was was his race to, to lose, and Carl Edwards made the right move towards the end of the race. Even though he had led at different times of the race, uh, Tony Stewart really looked like he was going to dominate this race, and we were very fortunate to pull away with the win with Carl Edwards. So uh, that basically it came down to the very last pit uh, pit change again where uh, you know there were a lot of teams implemented some different strategies. I think Tony, Tony Stewart had implemented a strategy in the uh, towards the end of the race where he chose to go with two two tires where everybody else went with four and he got up front with a big heavy lead and uh and then he had he was forced to go with four tires in the last pit uh stop and carl edwards uh i believe they only took two tires along with some other drivers and it just uh you know propelled them up into the lead so you know a little bit of strategy going on in vegas but i'll tell you what that 99 car whether it's been Jeff Burton driving it or Carl Edwards driving it in Las Vegas, you always got to take a look at that 99 car because I think it's – I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it's probably the most successful car uh, in Las Vegas since since the beginning of the uh, – since the beginning of this uh, race out in Las Vegas. So it was a really good race. Uh, one of the other things to make note of, uh, was uh, was our top head-to-head win with uh, Ryan Newman. You might have heard me talk about this on Today in Sports Betting with Dan Beebe and Mike Cook. It was quite a race. Uh, he was getting beat the entire race. 
uh, by Brian Vickers. Brian Vickers had an incredible run out in Las Vegas. We didn't think, I didn't think that he was going to have that kind of a run out there, uh, even though he'd had some mixed results in Vegas, but I just thought it was a really good matchup for us. Ryan Newman had done really, really well uh, during practice sessions. He'd raced well in Vegas historically. We thought it was a good matchup. The odds were incredible when they first posted the odds. I would lay 150 all day long on that. And uh, we did. Of course, the odds moved up to almost minus 200 by the time the race went off. Um, So hopefully you were able to get a good number. But he was basically losing to Brian Vickers the entire race until that final pit stop. And uh, Ryan Newman went with two tires. He jumped up there, got a top five finish. And, man, were we excited about that because that just made our day. Not only with the Carl Edwards win, which is something we've been wanting to do is pull a win out, but, you know, to win our two top head-to-heads really was a great weekend for us. Well, the way things went out in Las Vegas, uh, basically to run down the the top ten finishes was uh, Carl Edwards, of course, the winner, uh, followed by Tony Stewart, who really he he had an incredible run out in Las Vegas. He finished second, and then Juan Montoya third, Marcos Ambrose fourth, Ryan Newman fifth. Now I want to talk a little bit about that. I had Juan Montoya circled. I wasn't exp- I didn't like his matchups, so we didn't put him up on the card uh, for our head-to-heads. But we but I really did like him, and I really like Marcos Ambrose. He had an incredible day that day. He'd had a great week. He looked like a really strong car. Of course, he's driving the Ford Stanley uh, number nine Ford Stanley car, the old car that Casey Kane used to ride in. And that was a really good run for him. I think it's great for that team. Uh, I expect to see a little bit more from Marcos uh, this year uh, as we proceed through the uh, through the season. So look out for him. He's kind of a sleeper. Uh, Ryan Newman, of course, we just talked about Ryan Newman in our top head-to-head finishing fifth. Martin Truex Jr. sixth. We had Martin Truex in one of our uh, matchups. Uh, Denny Hamlin seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. eighth. Kurt Busch ninth. And Brian Vickers was 10th. Brian Vickers had a really good run out there as well. So a lot of the guys we expected to see up there were there. Now, I'll tell you, uh, looking back here now, Greg Biffle. What a disappointment in Vegas with Greg Biffle. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the problem was going on out there uh, with their with the pit crew, but it's just... It's starting to get annoying, and what it is, he's a great driver. He's got a great setup. He's got a great ride, but you're seeing that your pit crew and getting stuck with a a bad day from one of those guys running the gas cans or, you know, making some stupid mistakes with the tires and things like that and lug nuts, you know, it's just – one of those things that can just damage you. And I think that that's what we're seeing a little bit from Greg Biffle. Uh, I mean, he finished uh, he finished 28th uh, on the day in Las Vegas, and he had a really good car, and it's a shame. Uh, so I think it's going to be a while till I give Greg Biffle the nod again. I've been riding him for a couple of weeks, and he's damaged us. So we got to take a look back, step back on that. Matt Kenseth. Uh, we had Kenseth as one of our top picks for the win. 
he uh, he had a good car. He just uh, he got into trouble there, uh, blew a tire, and then he had to take a step back. And uh, then he came back up. He got an 11 finish. So I mean, he was a strong car. Uh, he was strong all week. Uh, really expected that he was going to be the Ford to drive to victory. So, you know, Carl Edwards, we had him up there. We knew he was going to be a strong ride out there in Vegas. That 99 car always is. Uh, we didn't have Tony Stewart anywhere in there. Uh, wasn't sure how he would run out there. We expected, uh, but good things are happening for uh, for Stewart Haas Racing out there with uh, two top five finishes. So, uh, incredible race. Uh, really looking forward to what's going on this upcoming week. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about betting strategies and point standings as we get a little further along in the show. That basically wraps up the Las Vegas Rewind. Again, this is Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <laughs> Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I am your host, Kasig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. Okay, in this segment, I'm going to talk about betting strategies a little bit here, uh, and then I'll talk briefly about the point standings. I want to make sure that I do go over <clears throat> excuse me, some information for you guys because the objective of the show is to help bettors get ready to win betting on NASCAR. Um, so I think it's very important that I take a few minutes and discuss something that's very important. I saw myself in this position this past weekend in Las Vegas, and I want to bring it to light because you'll see me bet uh, two, sometimes three, rarely I'll bet four drivers to win a race. Um, and then you have to take a look at what your total exposure meaning the um, total amount of risk that you've bet on these drivers to win, to s and then what their payouts will be. Because if you're going to risk uh, $1,500, but your half star or your half a unit bet is only going to pay you out at $500, you need to bump that risk up on that particular driver so that you have completely covered up your risk exposure on their wins. That's how I do it. That's what I've always done, uh, especially when I feel really confident about a winner, uh, that I've got the right driver that's going to win the race. Um, I'll make sure that I have enough risk on that particular driver based on what his odds payout are to cover all of my uh, risk exposure on my win bets and also give me a net profit in return. So not only do you have to cover your risk exposure on your payout, you want to make sure that you get otherwise you're you're basically you're basically breaking even. You're you're risking a specific amount of money to get a specific payout that's not enough to cover your risk exposure or not even give you any kind of return on your dollars. So you want to, you know, it's it's a bad day when you win the race and you don't win any money. That's the point. You know what I'm getting at? So you have to make sure that you risk enough on the specific drivers based on their odds payouts that you're going to get a return on your investment plus 
a net, a net return. So enough to cover your risk and give you a net return. So, you know, that's that's how I do it. That's the way that I hedge my bets when I'm betting on the uh, that's how I determine, well, you know, I may like Carl Edwards, but he's and he's my favorite driver on the day, and he's a he's a plus 500, five-to-one payout. But uh, i got to make sure that I've risked enough on Carl that he's going to cover up my Jimmy Johnson bet and my Dale Earnhardt Jr. bet. So that's the objective of uh, making sure that you've risked enough on these guys at the specific odds payouts to give you the return that you need to cover up those bets. So hopefully I haven't confused you. Uh, if this prompts questions, I hope that it does. Uh, you can hit me up. It's probably better that I had it in a in a mathematical equation for you to see because it is all math. It's all numbers. <clears throat> There's no mystery to it. Uh, but just understand that you don't want to walk away having won the race and not winning any money. You need to ensure that you've risked enough on that on that particular wager, or all the wagers that you're risking to win. You need to ensure that you've got enough risk to get the specific payout to cover your losses on all your on all your win bets, uh, but at the same time give you a net return on your dollar as well, so that you're you're taking home a profit at the end of the day. Now for this part of the show. I will go ahead and, and talk about the point standings, where they're at uh, for the 2011 Sprint Cup Championship Series. Right now, Tony Stewart and Kurt Busch are tied, uh, followed by Carl Edwards, third. Uh, Juan Montoya is fourth. Ryan Newman is fifth. Paul Menard, sixth. Martin Truex Jr., seventh. Denny Hamlin, 8th, A.J. Allmendinger, ninth, and yes, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 10th, with Mark Martin and Jimmy Johnson rounding out the chase for the Cup at 11 and 12, those two wildcard spots. So they really aren't, they're not technically, uh, you know, in the chase at the 11 and 12 spot. They're, they're actually wildcard spots this year, and I don't know if you've noticed and it's going to become very evident when we get out here on these uh, short tracks and we get into bumping and grinding and racing and, and uh, swapping some paint. <clears throat> Excuse me. Allergy season here in Houston, folks. Sorry about that. But when we get in these short tracks, uh, it's going to be evident that the competitive driving is going to be there because the point standing is forcing drivers to race hard in the 18th and 19th position. Uh, you know, it's not just about being in the top 10 now because you can get uh, some good points for coming in 20th place, you know, whereas in the past it didn't do you any good unless you let a lap or two, uh, you know. And, and and so now with the point standings the way that it is, it's going to create some very competitive driving, and I think you're going to see a lot more bumping and grinding on these short tracks, and it's going to make for some very interesting racing so basically that's what we that's what we wanted to cover today in this particular segment i'm sorry if i've confused anybody on that uh, prior discussion about money management but just understand that uh you know i want to get this information out to you guys so that you can uh, be ahead of the game when it comes to betting on nascar again the, i am k sig sheeler this is Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. 
Welcome back to the show. This is Kasich Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. All right, this segment, we're going to talk about Bristol, Tennessee, Thunder Valley, swapping paint, getting down, going to do the dirty business this weekend, uh, Bristol, Tennessee. That's what this race is all about. It's the Jeff Bird 500, and it's going to take place Sunday, March 20th, 2011, of course. Who's Jeff Bird? Well, let me tell you. Jeff Bird was he was a beloved form, uh, former track general manager and uh, president at Bristol, Tennessee, and Bristol Motor Speedway. He died last October. It was a loss to NASCAR, uh, but and it was it was he was an excellent guy. Everybody loved working for Jeff Bird. He was an incredible man, and uh, this spring race here is going to carry his name and. Uh, the, the moniker, it hasn't changed. You know, it's always been the Food City 500. But uh, Jeff Bird, they're going to pay tribute to him this weekend, and that is a fantastic thing. Sprint Cup Series will go off on Sunday, March 20th at 1.14 Eastern Time. Coverage begins on Fox Network at 12.30 Eastern. So you can check that out on Fox. You get a little bit of early pre-race uh, discussion between the boys back there at the Fox. Uh, you'll be able to listen to it, of course, as always, on Sirius NASCAR Radio, Channel 128, or over at uh, any station that carries the Performance Radio Network. Now, the Nationwide Series, they're going to race this weekend as well from Bristol. It'll be on Saturday. It's the Scott's Easy Seed 300, and it'll be on ESPN at 2.15 Eastern Time. Coverage for that race begins at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can, of course, listen to it on Channel 128 on Sirius Radio. So that's what we got going on this weekend from Bristol. The Camping uh, World Truck Series, they're going to take a couple weeks off. Of course, they raced Darlington, Casey Kane won. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, Of course, they're going to race in Martinsville, Virginia next, April 2nd, and that'll be the Kroger 250. It's a Saturday race, as always. Or in most cases, of course, uh, uh, you'll be able to catch that, as always, on ESPN 2, I believe. So make sure you check that out. You'll be able to check out the qualifying for the uh, Jeff Bird 500 this coming uh, Friday, March 18th, 3.30 Eastern Time. Of course, that's always on Speed Channel. And Happy Hour runs Saturday, March 19th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time as well on the Speed Channel. So you can check that out. What do we want to do? We want to talk a little bit about the odds that are currently out there that you can grab for this upcoming race. Um, Jimmy Johnson, 7-1. Denny Hamlin, 7-1. Carl Edwards, 6 to 6.5-1. Kyle Busch, he's the big favorite going into this race, as he should be. He's been the winner three out of four times. Um, So... You know, when you look at Bristol, Tennessee at this point in the year, you know, you have to take a look at Kyle Busch. Uh, he, you know, he, he, if you look at the numbers, Kyle Busch is the guy to beat. Jimmy Johnson, another good short track driver uh, over the years, he, he's only had one win, but it was last year's spring race, and uh, it jumped into a little bit of a mini streak that he went on after winning. So uh, he'll be looking to repeat this week. He hasn't had a win yet. He is the hands-on favorite for the year. Uh, so expect some things out of Jimmy Johnson camp this weekend. But really, when you get into talking about Bristol, Tennessee, uh, 
you got to talk about the Bush brothers. Together, they've accounted for nine of 29 wins among all active drivers. So, I mean, you know, nine of 29, you look at that number and you break it down, it doesn't seem like a, a, a big win ratio, but in NASCAR, it's a huge, it's a huge win ratio. Uh, Kyle's got five and Kurt's got four. So, you know, together they've accounted for, you know, uh, about 33% of the wins over the, over the lifetime of uh, what we're talking about here. So you cannot go to Bristol and not think about the Bush brothers. And that's my little heads on. I, now, I mentioned on Today in Sports Betting that I felt Denny Hamlin was a guy to look at going in here. He's 7-1 to one right now. Um, so you can grab Denny Hamlin at seven to one. I'm not sure I'm going to put him on the card yet, but I'm certainly looking at him because he's been running really well on these short tracks. Um, some of the other things too, to think about, uh, that some of the best drivers right now over the years that have run really well on these short tracks and at Bristol are Kyle Busch, Greg Biffle, Dale Earnhardt Jr., now, I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to be on my long shot list this weekend. Do I think Dale's going to win? Mm, I don't. It's very possible that he could pull one off. Uh, I know that they need they need one over there at Hendrick. So, you know, he may come through. It'd be great if he did. I'm not a huge Dale Jr. fan. A lot of people are. He's the most popular driver and I will say this, he deserves a shot at the long shot this weekend. You're going to be able to get uh, get Dale Earnhardt out there right now. Some places at 30 to 1. So 30 to 1 long shot looking at Dale Jr. this weekend. I've got him penciled in on the card. Uh, really looking forward to this race here in Bristol this weekend. You know, we had a week off. We won in Vegas. We got the week off. So it kind of broke up the rhythm a little bit. So I got to be careful going back into this week at Bristol, especially at Bristol, because, you know, Bristol, Tennessee is one of the greatest racetracks on the circuit, to be honest with you. And, you know, you have to agree with me when it comes to that. Now, with the good comes the bad. Um, and some of the some of the drivers that have struggled in Bristol – uh, now, granted, they haven't had a lot of starts. They haven't had a lot of runs. Things can change. Uh, but A.J. Allmendinger and Joey Logano, in 11 starts, they've combined to only have three top 20 finishes. So if I'm going to go out there this weekend, I'm going to be looking at head-to-heads that are against these guys, Allmendinger and Logano again. Um, you know, A.J.'s highest finish is 16th, while Joey's is 18th. You know, so... You can't you can't think just who's going to win. You also got to think who's going to lose because then you're going to look up for the right matchups. Uh, I mean, like if they come out with a Ryan Newman against Joey Logano line, I mean, I'm going to jump all over that and take Ryan Newman here. You know, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Now, some of the other drivers as well, Truex Jr. and Brian Vickers, uh, they've had a few more runs, uh, and neither one of them had a, had a top 10 finish at Bristol. So you know these guys, they want to run well at Bristol because it's, it's, so, uh, it's so reared of a race within the industry. You know, the, it's like being at the Super Bowl, you know. I mean, it's like being at the Super Bowl. Now, another statistic that I want to throw out to you, on short tracks since 2009, there's been 12 runs, okay? 
And on those runs, Kyle Busch has had nine top five finishes. Denny Hamlin's right behind him, notching eight. Uh, both have five wins. So on the short tracks, 12 runs, 10 wins are accounted for by Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. So that's why I said, you know, two weeks ago when I was on Today in Sports, or last week when I was on Today in Sports Betting, I'm going to be looking at Denny Hamlin. You can't not look at Denny Hamlin. He hasn't done anything all year. 7-1. Let's look at some of those head-to-heads with him on there. Uh, you know, that's where we're headed with this week's card. To talk a little bit more about the odds of the drivers to win today, let's take a look at that. Jimmy Johnson, 7-1. to one. Denny Hamlin, 7-1. to one. Carl Edwards is a 6-1, to one, while Kyle Busch is about, you can get him at 4, 4.5 to 1. Uh, next, you're looking at Gordon and Harvick, both at 12. Tony Stewart, 10 to 1. Now, I'm raising my eyebrows because Tony Stewart at 10 to 1 is a very interesting driver because he ran really well last week. Well, not last week, the week before in Vegas. And he's test run in a similar track to Bristol uh, on his off week. So at 10 to 1, he's a he's an exceptional value right now. Because many times in NASCAR, you can you can see the drivers racing the week before, and granted the tracks are not always the same, but you can see him having good runs. He had a good run, he was disappointed. What's he gonna do in Bristol? He's definitely worth a look. Greg Biffle, 15 to 1. Now Kurt Bush on the list. Six and a half to one. That's what he opened up at. Uh, I mean, you know, Matt Kenseth, Clint Boyer. Now, RCR, they're having a tough year. They need to do something. Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, they need to get something going. Clint Boyer, it's one of those years right now, just the start of the season for RCR has been really, really horrendous. So, they got to get things turned around. Don't bet against those guys this week, but don't bet on them. That's what I'm thinking. Um, uh, Clint Boyer, he's 15 to one. Mark Martin, 30 to one. Jeff Burton, 30 to one. Joey Logano, 31. I don't think so. There's no chance there. I'd be amazed if he comes in with the victory. Jamie McMurray, 25 to one. Ryan Newman as well, 25 to one. Of course, I talked about Dale Jr., 30 to 1. You can get him out there right now at the Greek. Uh, you might be able to find him at a couple other shops like Bodog. But Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's going to be my long shot this weekend. I'm really looking forward to this uh, race here at Bristol, Tennessee. It's going to be a great one. I hope you guys get in the forums, talk to me, ask me some questions. I, I'm here to help. I want to get the NASCAR forum really growing here at pregame.com. I think we've got an exceptional platform. We've got to take advantage of it. I'm looking at, I'm looking forward to it. I really appreciate you guys stopping in and listening to the show. It's going to be a wonderful week from Bristol. Look for me to downplay my wagers now. Don't get too excited, you know, about the fact that it's Bristol and go wagering all kinds of money on stuff this weekend. You got to be very careful. It's going to be a great race. And uh, let's enjoy it. I really appreciate you stopping by and listening to the show. Again, I'm K-Sig Sheeler. 
Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly.